we're live. We're live. I'm back, guys. Ooh, shout out. Yeah, look, look at this chat. Wait, let me talk about this real quick, okay? This is, can you guys see that alter ego? If, it, wait, wait, hold on. Let me preface this. If we had sponsors, this is what we would do. Go. I got I to gotta give a shout out. So like every time I go to Mom's Organic right next to my house, almost always I get at least one of these alter eco. This is the silk velvet truffle. But sometimes I get like 15 truffles and I feel like I'm at like freaking Godiva. And now I'm going to eat said truffle. And you guys, I'm going to get you guys some because like, all right, they're just like, oh, ooh, balls of love. Yeah, it doesn't, Jordan, it doesn't look dark we, enough. For me, for my, you know, you know, I like my dark chocolate. I know this one's silk, so it's probably oh, it's, this oh. is more on the milk side, right? But I do buy they do a, a nice dark truffle. Like, damn, is it good? Watch, let me no, show you. Aren't they supposed to be like a hazelnut blend? No, no. Oh, oh wow, yeah. smooth and creamy that is. Look at that, dude. Your nails are dirty as fuck. Yeah, what's up with was, that? You gotta give them a trim. So let me um, break down the last couple hours of my life for you. Well, it started off, I got to work today and I hear this hiss. You know, Jordan, let me hear a little hiss. Right. Like that's the exact sound that I was hearing. And I'm like, was that my engine? Like what's going on? No, of course I ran over something. No idea what this thing was sticking out of my tire. So I figured, you know, then someone texts me, hey, I saw your car, got a flat. So I left work today. And I went and I changed my tire. I was laying on the ground, changing the tire. I had to go get it patched the whole nine, whatever. And then I just got home. So like, nonetheless, yeah, my fingers are probably real, real dirty. But I was, I was doing the, you know, putting in that real work. Jordan, you know how to change a tire? And welcome to the Chocolate Croissants <laughs> podcast, everyone. We were going to talk about peanut butter. Now we're talking about knockoff chocolate. And uh, <laughs> I, I have a... Uh, you know how to change a tire? I have uh, I've changed the tire with Genna before, <laughs> <laughs> and only you you don't even know who that is, Matt, do you? Uh. Uh-uh. That was a uh, Stanley's older brother, and okay. uh, that's the only thing that I'm going to share about about him publicly on this podcast. Um, Matt, I feel like I haven't talked to you in in many weeks, and I think that's because I haven't talked to you in many weeks. Yeah, what two weeks? Is that it? Well, in this quarantine, man, you've been like one of the, 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 the constant presences in my life. Damn. So you feel like you miss me. Let down. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not going to say let down personally. But yeah, there is a there is a tinge of miss in well, there. I, I, there's that, a tinge of like a a fear of abandonment. You know, I feel like you might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back right now. I'm He's, back right now. He's back, baby. I'm back. No, uh, well, you feel like he's I, really here. I feel like I've been seeing you every day because you've been like churning out the content, and uh, and I've been very, um, I've been very pleased, and I've found myself laughing hysterically at the slight things that you've been like posting. For example, in between some of the stories that you posted. Last night, I believe, or this, whenever it was, saw it this morning. Uh, you had a guy scooping lava into <laughs> some kind of bowl, and I'm assuming that means it's fire. Um, no, I just thought that was a really interesting, pretty video. 
to share. And it was a palate cleanser between uh, other ridiculous things that, that I've been sharing uh, with my, my voice and face. It made me laugh. I mean, I, like I, woke up, I, woke, I almost, for the gratitude jar, I almost posted like Jordan Goodman's stories on Instagram as what I was grateful for today. Honestly, you, you, you wake up earlier than I do. And when I post in the global gratitude jar on Facebook, if you're listening, you're welcome to join that. Um, that's the first thing I do every morning. I, I post yeah. my gratitude and I always see yours because the algorithm knows that you and I like each other. So I always see your gratitude before I share mine. And if I had seen that that was your gratitude, uh, that honestly would have made my morning and my day. All right. Well, I have faith that there will be another very, uh, very funny thing that you post that makes me laugh first thing when I wake up. And it will happen. I promise. Well, I think fate worked itself out in that we're having this conversation. Now, every time I say conversation, I feel like I need to follow it up with unnecessary conversation. And I guess to that point, uh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of shit on Instagram. I've been doing puff pastry. Um, I I didn't do it this past week because I thought we were going to have like more than one podcast in in this format this week. Um, But, but I've been doing puff pastry more weeks than not on the at chocolate croissants podcast Instagram. That's been really cool because it's been a way for me to connect with the chocolate croissants community, people that are pretty active in the Facebook group uh, in, in a one-on-one live personal way, get to know who they are, what they fuck with, uh, how quarantine has been for them, etc. cetera. Uh, but also on my personal Instagram at Jordan Beatwell, I've been doing these things called Unnecessary Conversations. Uh, the first, it was never a plan. The first one, I only did it to flirt with this girl like seven weeks ago. And uh, that's how I you know, court women in quarantine. I go live on Instagram with them. But it felt good. And then uh, I've done six more since. And now I have the next month, month uh, booked out. And here's the, the, the lesson that, that I've found in doing it. Here's the... Uh, you guys like to call them like nuggets of wisdom, if you will. Um, for the past 15 years, I have leaned so fucking heavily into uh, these aspects within my personality that are more professional, more intellectual, more empathetic. Um, and because I've been trying to build a career as this mental health therapist who's still a musician at, at his <clears throat> core. And even though in most of the settings, whether it was at a ring of honor or uh, at a therapy practice, I'm definitely the most irreverent, but I still feel like there's these absurd aspects of my personality that just don't get uh, space to be expressed. And I pulled so far on one end, now I'm trying to pull really hard on the other end and it feels amazing. And I don't think I would have been doing this unless this pandemic uh, provided the time the energy, and more importantly, the courage for me to start uh, acting a fool publicly. I think, and Justin, I'll let me just say one thing. I commend you for that because it's a side of you that is very entertaining and enjoyable Thanks, and enjoyable. And knowing you, I find myself watching parts of these conversations and I'm like in your head knowing what you're thinking at the moment that you're thinking it. And I laugh my ass off because and this isn't meant to like make anybody who you've talked to feel bad. But there's moments where like 
you're like, this is ridiculous what you're telling me right now, what you're talking about and how you're talking to me. It's absolutely ridiculous. That's what you're thinking. You oh, know? I treat people like punching bags on Instagram. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing. I think one of my, I, there were certain moments in the Kevin the Drummer interview where I was like kicking the floor laughing hysterically. That's amazing. Um, but here's the thing. I, and I, I think you can develop this further. The more you do, the more people will start to pick up on your sense of humor. I, I get it after being with being around you and talking to you and getting to know you. A lot of people, it might take a little time, but the more that you do it, the more people are going to watch it for those golden moments, I think. And I'm, I mean, Justin, I'm sure you pick up on it, don't you? Yeah, because yeah, I shared, I shared a, a quick story before we went live that Jordan did one last night with Sir Matt Ellen. And, and I could have distilled the whole entire conversation, unnecessary conversation, mind you. Thank you. Uh, down to just one moment where Jordan went, eh, and I was like, that was the whole conversation. Can you, Jordan, can you bring us back to that moment? Uh, no, you're going to have to go to at Jordan Beatwell Instagram stories to, to check that out. All right, fair enough. But, and, and I'm, I'm curious if, if others were to watch this, would it be a thing that maybe they wouldn't understand you, Jordan, your personality until they start to like, just start fucking with the ridiculousness of you, you know, just being absurd. And maybe, then, maybe, but quite frankly, I don't care. Uh, right, you expressed, and, I get, I, and I get you, that. You expressed that, uh, what we did last night wasn't your cup of tea, Justin. And it seems like you've enjoyed some of the other ones. Um, my, uh, barometer of success for something like that is, do I feel good doing it? And that's it. That's right. it. That's yeah. it. You know, uh, it, it, it's nice that there's people that enjoy it. It's nice that more people seem to be engaging with it from week to week. Um, but when I finished last night, I was literally buzzing. I was up till 3.30 a.m. Uh, I felt much more alive in, in, in my body. And that is a fucking win for me. That's really what I'm like going after. And, and I think uh, as I'm trying to, to pivot and build a new business in the world as well, uh, that is my North Star. Does this feel good? Does this person feel good? Does that conversation feel good? Does this kind of work feel good? Uh, does, is this way of relating to people? Like, it's just, I'm asking myself, does this feel good? And that helps uh, constantly, uh, you, you know, uh, turn, I, I'm looking for the, uh, the nautical Modulate. reference. Um, <clears throat> You know when you kind of uh, do this? You got to yeah, be on YouTube. A, yeah, it's your compass, right? It's Yeah, I'm steering the ship. It's my you're compass. You're finding your way. You're, you're, you're following the, the, the magnetic pull of uh, what inspires you. But it's millimeters at a time. It can be right, as yeah. simple as one interaction with one person. And, and I notice, I have the self-awareness, oh, shit, that felt interesting. Or, oh, that feels good. Let me uh, keep moving further in that direction. And it's a lot of little, little pivots. And then eventually something opens up and there's, there's field and you just like kind of run down. And then all of a sudden you're doing weekly unnecessary conversations on Instagram live. Did you actually like run through a field last night at three 30 in the morning? What are you doing? What are you doing until three 30 in the morning? What is like, you finished your conversation with Matt Ellen. Then what'd you do? Like, what is, what is that time consisted of? Are you I, like, I'd, 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 I just do FaceTime dates. <laughs> yeah, I I had a FaceTime date and then I watched back the the unnecessary conversation and started clipping out uh, content that I want to share over the next week. 
Did you laugh when you watched it? Fuck yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so funny. How was, how, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to, but how was your Instagram date? Cool. It was super cool. I do it a lot. I've been doing it. I mean, it. You're not your Instagram, FaceTime date, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I don't publicly. <laughs> you should do it publicly. You should, you should do yeah. That should be your that's new whole, thing. That's a whole new angle. Well, okay, so if you if you look, episode one of it is uh, her name's Hannah. Uh, her name's Hannah, and uh, her and I had like FaceTime a couple times before, but I asked her to uh, do this thing on Instagram Live with me, but uh, I don't know if she realized, but I was clearly flirting with her. I've since told her like after the fact that's what the whole thing was. Um, but I, I knew she would be fun to play that game with. And, you know, like, yeah, maybe part of the game is that, uh, other people are my gravity. And then I kind of punch down at that. Uh, but hopefully the idea is that I end up looking like the fool. Um, but I think everyone besides maybe Kevin, the drummer understands that it's a game that we're playing together last night with Matt. He's someone who is, uh, far from grounded. And uh, so that was a different dynamic, uh, and that was really fun, actually. It's cool just to find chemistry with people. You know, the three of us have had to find our own chemistry, and every time there's a guest, it's this feeling out process of how we can best bring ourselves to that dance so we can have this fucking, like, fatal four-way on YouTube. Um, I don't even remember what the, uh, oh, dates. Yeah, I do these dates, like, multiple times a week. It's, uh, I'm lonely. I'm lonely, guys. I live alone, and there's a global pandemic. It's lonely out here. Have you, you know, I had a conversation with somebody that I work with recently, and he was saying that, now he lives in, he lives in the UK, but he was saying that it's been so nice now to date. You know, he's, he, you know it's, and it starts off like on an app, and then they have maybe a FaceTime meeting, potentially, or they don't even do that. They meet up in a public place like a park. Or, um, you know, they, they meet at a location, they go for a walk together and they wear their masks and stuff. And he was just saying like how refreshing it was almost like a reset, uh, uh, you know, of what dating should be like, because you get to go out together, you get to move together, you get to do things, you get to enjoy nature, you know, you're not just sitting there eating a meal, stuff in your face. So have you done anything like that with any, have you progressed to that point? Um, I'd rather not talk about what I've done publicly, to be honest. I'll tell you when we uh, stop recording on Skype. Um, but I, what, I, what I will say is that I think for many people, uh, what can be nice about this is that uh, the physicality or the sexuality, uh, for many, if, if you uh, are trying to be uh, responsible, uh, not only about your health, but the health of others that you interact with throughout your week, um, the, the physicality and sexuality uh, isn't primary. And for a lot of right. people, when right. you go on a date, that's the primary thing. So actually connecting with someone socially, connecting with someone emotionally or spiritually, uh, that's where you're kind of starting at in a global pandemic. If you're being more responsible. Well, cause there's all this, there's, yeah, you have to take precaution. You have to get to know the person. You have to trust the person before you're going to get into that. That, that, and that's the that's basically what he was saying was it's nice to not have that be a factor when you go on a date, you know, well, at least the first couple of times. And he said he met a girl who he really likes and he's gone out now with her two or three times and, you know, it's progressing comfortably. So it's it's interesting. You know, I'm I'm not in that world, but 
I imagine I'd probably be doing similar things to you. You know, it's like you you get to talk to people over FaceTime, and then you kind of see if it's worth it. But also, even in a non-pandemic reality, uh, I I prefer to FaceTime or at least chat on the phone before I meet anyone in person. For sure, because I want to know that at a minimum, I'm very protective of my time. And I've been on too many dates where I kind of knew within the first couple minutes, like I'm not really feeling this or worse, like I'm not enjoying this at all. And so I want to know that at worst, uh, if I'm going to take the time and travel to meet someone in person, uh, that at worst, it's going to be a good hang. Yeah. Even if there isn't a romantic connection. Yeah. So uh, I'm all in on on the video chat um, for all kinds of reasons. But uh I think you should do a, a series called Dating in Public and have your FaceTime dates on Instagram. Even if it's just You mean like a, I go into I go into public like, like to a park? No, like like no, no 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 no. Like instead of instead of doing a private FaceTime chat, you find maybe you have the first conversation FaceTime, but then you migrate it over to Instagram Live and you guys get to know each other and I think people oh. would want to tune into that. They'd be very I would be very interested to, to be a fly on the wall for those conversations if you found someone who'd be willing to do that with you. So I guess like Instagram Live would be second base. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a short second base run. You know, like you have a quick little thing at first, you know, maybe a 15-minute call or something like that. Or, you know, if it goes where it goes, great. But very quickly after that, the next one is is on Instagram Live. I really you know, enjoy I really enjoy the analogy, Matt, of you being a fly on the wall just because you are such a large man. It, yeah, it's a mind fuck, huh? But hey, it's all relative, right? It is all relative. It's all relative. But I don't know. I would like to. I would tune into that. I. I. You know. I'd want to see your moves, and and I want to see like the hero win, and I want to see if the if the girl is awesome that you're talking to, and I also think that it could be educational. For people that don't have the experience or the skills, right? And it's, I mean, it's not just like, hey, I'm a dating coach. It's, here's me I, on a... I definitely would not uh, <laughs> claim to be that. No, um, but it's like, here, I'm on a date and you guys can watch. And even if it's just a few minutes of it, this is what dating is like in COVID times, you know, on on FaceTime or in public. And here it, here it is. Let me know what you think. That could be a great series or a great bit. I think you should do it. But I feel like when you start taking it that direction, you start losing the integrity of like, I'm on a date now. And this is like me and that person. Maybe or not. Potentially. Potentially. That that could be maybe like the fun of it or the challenge of it is to, you know, see if you can be vulnerable and and authentic in that and through through that. Why not? Yeah. And I I mean, you might not have tons of people watching at any given time, but it look, I think it's kind of cool. And it's new. Uh, I agree that the idea gives me a bit of energy. And so to me, that's information that I should probably chew on it uh, later. And, yeah, and you, see. Can refine it. you can refine yeah. it. Well. Um, but I'm not dismissing it entirely. I think it is interesting for sure. And I, and I think a lot of people would be fascinated, uh, uh, you know, around something like that. I think the hardest part might be finding, you know, like, partners to play that game with publicly. Exactly. I was going to say, to your point, Jordan, I think that the the most important part is vetting these people properly and actually finding the one that you have that right rapport with. Because we, Matt and I know, but maybe everyone else doesn't really know, but like 
you doing the unnecessary conversations, I mean, this is like you tapping into you. As kind of to your point earlier that you said, like, you know, this is you kind of pulling at that other opposite end of absurdity, whereas on the other end, you had kind of uh, downplayed that in a sense, right? And now that you're bringing this out, I think to find that happy medium, especially to find that kind of, uh, you know, rapport with with like a, with someone who would be a potential love interest, I think they'd have to be a, a very formidable sparring partner in that. You'd have to find someone who could play that game with you. Because if not, I feel like if you dated someone who who uh, didn't understand where you were going with that, you'd always be like fighting this uphill battle of like, but you just don't get me. And they get that. And what you do on live is a huge part of your personality, but, but not everyone knows that stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and I think for, for anyone watching this on YouTube or listening to this on, uh, on the Stitcher podcast app, uh, look, this conversation that the three of us are having right now, uh, to me, I feel very natural. I feel very normal in the sense that I'm just being me and Justin is, is being him and Matt's being himself as well. And uh, that is hard for a lot of people. And the more we do it, the easier it gets, I think. I, I'd imagine for others, it would just scare the shit out of them and they'd kind of run away from the experience. Um, but I, I think the goal as human beings should be to continuously try to be more like ourselves. And that comes with uh, being comfortable with who we actually are. Uh, I often talk about self-awareness and I often talk about acceptance and, and self-love and, and, and all of that. Shardell Moore, episode 77, self-love is a beautiful journey. Um, and at least for me, the exercise of putting myself in front of people, whether it's getting on stage or getting in front of a room at a conference or going live on Instagram, uh, that has forced me to, I think for most people, it either forces you to go one of two ways. Uh, you start to become fake as shit because the, uh, the external validation is what you value more, uh, or you become more like yourself because the internal validation is, is, is fundamentally more valuable to you. Um, I feel more like myself in this moment than I ever have in my entire life. Uh, and I'd imagine the same for you guys too, based on who you are. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it, it, it just comes with age and experience, or at least just for me, it's something that I'm deeply committed to experience. I think experience is where it's at. So I think you can play, you can spend enough time in the simulator that eventually you got to get out of the simulator and go live it in real life. But not everyone's comfortable, especially, you know, Jordan, your personality uh, is, a, is a bit different. And, and look, everyone's personality is a little different, right? If you kind of compare apples to oranges to pomegranates. But, you know, you live very much in a, in a pomegranate world, maybe in a, in, a, in a room full of apples. I often feel that way. Right? And you live I, in a I, pomegranate I, world and you're a pomegranate girl. Right. Ooh. And, I, and I definitely agree with those sentiments, Matthew. Thank you. I'm just a, a guy with a, the hair. Wait, I'm just here being myself right now, right? <laughs> I don't know. I often, like, seriously, I often feel like the guy with the Wei Ting t-shirt uh, in a world full of Steve Belinkies. Mm. Yeah, I kind of look at you as this beautiful pineapple with the, you know, with the great stuff coming out the top, and everyone else is just kind of a banana. Damn. Yeah, isn't it weird how, like, uh, 
you know, one of our science friends could probably explain, but just how quickly the, the banana... You want me to break wow. it down for you real quick? You know what that no, is? No, I would be bored to tears. Yo, just, it's one ethylene, it's ethylene. It's just a gas. Oh, it's just ethylene. It just speeds up the ripening process. So Matt, um, it seems Tell us like- about your peanut butter. Um, peanut butter Since we, awesome. all, we were supposed to kind of like be on that tip and Matt, in the midst of, of I think Jordan, you were making a point there, Matt was eating some peanut butter. I'm just curious what he's getting down with. Well, in, in that moment, peanut butter was more important to me than Jordan talking about himself. <laughs> So I just, that's what's up, but it's fine. I'm not judging you. I just wanted some peanut butter while listening to you talk. Judgment free zone. Right? Yo, Matt, go get in your fucking sauna, man. (laughs) Dude, I'm legit. It's right there. See it? Mm -hmm. I'm about to, as soon as we're done. Well, not as soon as we're done, but tonight before I go to bed, I will get in there. You're becoming like more manly by the minute. It's not manly. It's just, it's. It's healthy. Healthy, yeah. Well, it's, that's, uh, that's, that's, by the minute. that's you maturing into like a fully realized man. I guess. It's a compliment. I'm complimenting you. you. Well, I appreciate it. But it's not new. Like, meaning getting in the sauna isn't a new thing. It's just now I don't have to go but anywhere you, to you go You own there. one. You've invested into it. I feel like there's a, a hair on my tongue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I did. I did invest in it. And it's the be- one of the best investments I've ever made in my life. It's, and that's good self-awareness. That's what I'm kind of talking about. It's I like, agree. you know, there's only so much time we have, especially if we break uh, our existence down into days. So for you to know that like a sauna and an ice bath and whatever else you've kind of been doing uh, more daily as, as a ritual is beneficial for your overall well-being, then like much respect to you. And that's kind of my definition of you being more like a man. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, there's three there's three things that I like to do every day if I can. If I hit two two out of those three, then great. But if I can hit all three, it's great. It's it's perfect. So it's exercise, ice, heat. That's the goal. If I can get those th- those three thought, wow, I could speak oh. English. That's great too. If I could get those three things done in a day and get everything else I have to do done, then. I have no reason to ever feel like I'm not fulfilled, you know, because the other things I have, they're taken care of. I have an awesome house. I have an awesome wife. I have friends. I have family. I have all those things. But I also have to look out for what works for my well-being. And what I've learned is that things out like a house is great, but I could really live anywhere. You know, my wife is great, but she's not going to she can make me feel better to a degree. She can't cure my anxiety or my stress or my frustration all the time. I, ha- I can't rely on other people, no matter who they are, to make me better. I have to find those things that work for me. And I'm not trying to get too serious right now, but I have found that these particular practices and therapies get my mind right. They get my body feeling good. And it's just what works for me. And I enjoy it. So it's not something that I look at like, oh, I have to get in the sauna or I have to get in the ice barrel. It's like the highlight of my day to be able to give myself that time and that space to practice these things and to try new routines and new variations and feel confident that I'm doing good things for myself so that I can be better for those around me. And that's the other reason why I do it. Like I'm a shitty husband when I don't do one of those three things. 
And it's not just a shitty husband. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't, Irritable. I need, to, I need one of those things. Yeah. You know, we went to the beach recently you know, I, could, I didn't have my ice barrel, I didn't have my sauna, but I brought my kettlebells and I brought my sandbag. And if I can do a workout every day and then, you know, get in the ocean a bunch of times and be in the water, even though it wasn't as cold as I like, it was enough. But if I just like sat around and just was lazy and didn't do any of that shit, I would be, I'd be mad at myself. And that's not about being, it's not about what we discussed. It's not about being hard on yourself or like, you know, not being kind to yourself. It's deeper than that. Like, I, I don't know. It's a need. It's, it's something that I have to do every day to feel, uh, balanced and, and have that sense of homeostasis if that makes any sense. Complete sense. It does. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I think I've, I've thought about this for like a really long time about, you know, and I think, I don't know if you guys currently do this. I don't, I'm not currently doing it, but it was something like, it took me a really long time, but I would sit down and kind of write like non-negotiables, things that I need to do every single day. And at least now I just kind of think about them. And when I think about those, as long as I, and, and Matt, look, to your point, you hit two out of three. It's not like we're not looking for perfection in this stuff. We just want to keep progressing forward. So as long as we hit some of those, we know that at the end of the day, we're going to feel better. We're going to be better. We're going to be better people. We can give more to others. We can give you know more energy. We can be better light workers. Shout out to Chardell. You know, I mean, all of that stuff is super important. And and it's really, I think, to Jordan's point about like becoming a man or becoming the man, I'm thinking of it that way. Uh, you start investing in some of these pieces to just have so that the accessibility is right there. Like they say, you know, the best gym is the one that's closest to you. So if you right. can just walk right outside, get in the sauna, get in the ice barrel, you can go to your basement and, and train. I mean, there's nothing better. Then there really is like no excuse because you don't have right. to put your shoes are already on, right? You're already laced up and out the door because you're already there. I'm, I'm, I'm creating a situation where there's zero bar barriers to entry except my own willingness to get up and do it. And that's something that I can absolutely overcome every time. My, right. my, my excuses are horseshit when it's both sides right of me right now are right there. And I got, you know, exercise equipment in the basement that I can go, that I can go use. It's bullshit. It, there's, there's literally zero reason why I can't do it. And I can't complain. You know, I can't complain about, Oh, you know, I, I can't work out today. Well, why not? There's something I can do, even if it's going for a walk, yep. you know, and, we haven't really talked about it much, Justin, but I, one of the things I've also been really trying to do every day is really change up my workouts day to day and never do, never do the same routine, you know, in the same week. Like I might repeat a routine like every week, once a week, but every day is different, you know? And if I think back to the, just the past couple of days, like today I hit the Peloton really hard. Day before that I did a, a body weight workout that involves squats and push-ups and um and uh, some kettlebell stuff as well. Day before that, I did a ton of deadlifts and was working on my deadlift practice and like getting my form right and just making sure my cues were right, things like that. I'm literally every day I'm trying to do something different so that I'm I'm giving myself a new thing to do, which is a whole nother reason why I should do it every day. It's a new challenge and a new thing to try to accomplish, you know? And dude. I mean, you have the sauna now at home too. We should definitely talk about that. But it's a very, going, doing the contrast therapy between hot and cold 
it's something that really takes practice. And I, you know, I, I, I approached it overconfidently, you know, almost without the respect that it deserved because the first couple of times I, I did it to the extreme, I was doing it. I got hit real hard. Like it was, it was tough. Like what, did, get, what, what was that like? Well, when you, you know, you're, you're depleting, you get in the, in the ice and you know, it slows your heart rate down. It, 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 it literally, you know, lowers your body temperature. And then you go in the heat for a while and it heats you up to a point where you are going into heat shock and you're sweating and your heart rate goes all the way up. And then you go right from that instantly back into the cold and it drops your heart rate immediately. And then you go back and it, you know, it's, it's this crazy, um, back and forth that you're, you're putting your body through, um, very intense stress on the instant. And if you don't respect it, if you don't do it for the right amount of times initially, if, you know, like I, I was doing longer intervals than I should have the first couple times I did it, because what would happen is by the end, when I get back in the ice bow to end my session, you get dizzy. Everything starts spinning. You feel like you almost feel sick. And I noticed my heart rate, dude, my heart rate must've been under 60. Oh, wow. I mean, it was like, boom, boom. Well, let me ask when you have those experiences of like being dizzy, do you start panicking? No, because I know, I, and that's part of the beauty of this. It's, it's, it's that same thing that we, we talk about when we have anxiety or like when we're in our own heads, you have to step back and look at the situation and do it from a, a place of confidence and calm. So when that happens, I'm like, okay, well, I'm in the ice right now and this is happening. It feels a little uncomfortable. I'm going to get out of the ice. And then I make myself get out and then I sit down and then I say, okay, what else do I need right now? What would make me feel better? Well, water and fruit. So I'll like, I, and luckily Natalie's home those couple times. So I texted Natalie. I was like, hey, listen, I'm feeling a little bit woozy. Can you get me, can you just, you know, get me some water and like a bowl of, of berries or something? And then I just slowly ate it and I breathed, you know, I, I breathe slowly and I just keep the calm and I keep focused and I came back to life. And then I was, I was reset back to normal. And it was, that was the challenge. But what I learned from it was, Hey, pace yourself a little bit better. Don't be so extreme right away because this is serious shit. You know, it, it is, it, it, it can have implications. And you know, if, if I wasn't mentally ready <clears throat> to deal with that stuff, panicking in that situation would have made it so much worse. Mm -hmm. Like physically, I, I, who knows what could have happened? You know, it could have caused a lot of issues. So yeah, there it's, it's a really, I think back to the times that I've, that I've taken like psychedelics and, and I'm thinking about this idea of respecting the drug. And that's you know, funny. I was going to say it's similar to a, a high where it may, do you come to a crossroads where it may turn into a bad trip? And then it's a matter of what do you decide to do in that moment? Right. And so with that in mind, there's two things there that I've learned. One is that if you do go down a path where things start to feel a little funny, don't panic, just remove yourself from the situation and then do take the steps nice and slowly to get yourself back to where you need to get to. And that's, that's totally doable, but also respect it from the get go and make sure that you're listening to your body. And maybe other people wouldn't have the same experience. You know, I, this is the experience that I had in doing it, even with all my research and, and 
knowing what I'm going to do and how to do it and, and following other people, you never know how you're going to react to it. So that is what I had to be okay with. Even though other people might be doing longer soaks in the in the sauna and then the ice and they're, they're doing it more rounds than me, that's fine. They might be at a different point in that spectrum. They may have done it longer than me. They may have gone through all these things that I'm talking about. And I have to respect what works for me and be okay with that and not judge myself for not being on that level. And that's part of this too. But the, the psychedelic thing, it's like, if you respect what you're doing and you, you almost like pay homage to it in a way, um, and treat it like a very serious experience every time, then you're going to have a much better experience every time. Uh, and that's now how I'm looking at this. And I've, I've been honing the routine you know, not to, not to keep rolling, but like, that's, that's what I've been doing. It's It's, a routine for myself. Real quick, Justin, it's not that dissimilar in whether you're smoking weed or getting in an ice bath, you're changing your state. That's really what it is. hundred percent. And it's, it's stress on, it's literal stress on your body. You know, think about when you're out in a, in a really, you know, I was thinking about hot August blues because we're in August and it's not happening. And it's like, which is so weird, you know, it's like the first year in forever. I've but worked thinking, like the past eight or nine. It sucks, man. Right. And I, so I'm thinking about that. And then, you know, it's like, think about how hot it can be outside and how much stress that puts on your body. Like you need more water. You might get a headache. You might feel tired or fatigued. You might get dizzy. So when you go and put yourself in a sauna, that's 180 plus degrees, like you're, and you're forcing yourself to stay in there. That's what you're doing. Like you're, you're putting that stress on your body. That's something you need to respect and be careful with. And then same thing with the cold. It's like, imagine you got locked out of your house in the wintertime in your underwear, you know, and it's like sub 30 degrees and you're standing outside. You're going to be stressed about that, you know, and physically you're going to start feeling the effects of that. So when you put yourself in a vat of water and ice, that's, you know, in the thirties, it's like, okay, this is real physical stress. And not to go too far down this rabbit hole, but it's been really great to see a, a lot of people that I respect, people that, that you and I both follow, Justin, like Ben Greenfield, paying homage to this as well. He's actually been doing this this particular week, these past few days, his posts have been all about cold thermogenesis, cold baths, ice baths, cold showers, things like that, talking about the benefits of it. And one of the things that he talks about that he actually posted about yesterday was was the mental aspect of doing it that we've talked about on this podcast before, but it prepares you to face other challenges in your life with calm and cool and ease. And, and it it prepares you to be willing to take those risks, knowing that you're going to be okay most of the time when you do stuff like this. And that's a whole other reason. That was the main reason why I got into it. You know, was how can I strengthen my mind and get away from anxiety? Well, put myself in uncomfortable situations every day and succeed, right? It's up to me. So it's just nice to know. It's nice to see that this is, um, I'm not the only one having the effects that I'm having. It does work. That's the awesome thing about it. This is legit shit, but you have to respect it. Yeah, look, I want to make a couple of points. Um, I'm going to try to remember all the different points of, of all the stuff that, Matt, you were just bringing up. But I, I think I can say, and I think Jordan would probably echo the same sentiments, that I think we have seen, at least through our open conversations, that 
some of the things that would have maybe stressed you out before, uh, to your point of, of what you're talking about, uh, going back and forth through these, these two, uh, therapies, you know, kind of this contrast therapy that, uh, maybe before you would have freaked out by what you were feeling, that dizziness. Uh, but because you've kind of put yourself in the fire, now you have some kind of heightened perspective of how to deal with these things. And you can see it for what it really is from kind of a third perspective that like, oh, but like this is caused by me. Like I just did this, but I can come back from this. I just have to slow everything down and kind of just like let my body deal with it and rehydrate and maybe get some electrolytes back in myself you know, through the fruit. And then everything is going to be okay. And I think, look, the thing I keep thinking of is, you know, I always listen to the Jordan in my head that says the body holds all the wisdom. And thank you. And when that happens, I would say to myself, like, okay, so I've redlined it a bit. I pushed it a bit too hard here. So now I need to learn something from this, but I don't have to freak out from this unless it became something that became like a dire situation, right? You know, it, it could, it can, and it can always go that way. It can, it can go, we can always push ourselves a little too far. Yeah. But I think we have to just tap into that wisdom and say, but I, I, I know, I know what's happening now. And, and Matt, you know, you and I had this conversation a day that I think you kind of mixed too many modalities into one where I think you trained, you were fasting, you did the contrast exposure of, of, of heat and ice, and it was just too many things. Uh, and, and, I, and, you know, we just had a really good conversation of like, it would probably be more ideal to, to do this and then that, and then end with, you know, and, and, and maybe switch a few things around to make it a, a little more digestible. Yep. Um, something else I want to bring up that I find really fascinating is heat feels like, at least for you and I, in, in some section of the world, a lot of people are talking about sauna usage, heat, um, Matt and I both had checked out a paper written by Dr. Rhonda Patrick, really extensive on the sauna, uh, how to use the sauna, kind of the, the proper dosage, you know, so that you don't end up with like, you know, the, the dose makes the poison, right? So you don't end up pushing it too far. And people, when people like Joe Rogan start talking about it to the hundreds of millions of people who follow him, more people start to become aware, which I think is amazing. And when we brought this podcast back, something that we started talking about was Wim Hof who I think is really illuminating ice and cold thermogenesis and, and cold exposure. And it's not necessarily new for a guy like Ben Greenfield. Cause I remember him talking about where he lives. I think he's in Spokane, Washington. Mm -hmm. He would go up into the Hills and he had one of those infinity pools and it would get cold in the winter time. And he would do things like with his boys when, and he's got twin boys. I think at the time they were eight or nine years old. He would tell the story where he would start getting them to, envision what spirit animal they are and how they're going to be fearless and kind of instilling all these great, uh, all these great things in them that would allow them to adapt and deal with stressful situations. And I think he would say that they would go naked and they would march through the woods up to where they had this pool and, but they would have that spirit animal in their head and it would cause them to, to not be fearful of anything. And they would go and do a cold exposure. I think it's amazing. Yeah, and now amazing. I think, Give it, give it a, a couple of months or say a year. And I think that cold exposure is going to be right up there tipping the same kind of point that, that the, the heat exposure has kind of hit that critical, you know, a little bit of a critical mass. So, you know, it's people are talking about it because I would sit in the sauna at the gym prior, you know, pre pandemic and people, it was always quotes from like a Rhonda Patrick episode on Joe Rogan, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Jordan, this, this, uh, is the first time it kind of came to mind as 
Justin, however you, you said it, um, but really thinking like the cold on is, is one pole and then you got the heat on the other. Um, but what are those, those, like those isolation tanks, right? Where it's like a ton float of salt, what well, float tanks where mm -hmm. essentially the, the goal is to match your body temperature and to take away like sound and light and really any stimulus. So it's a, yeah, it's a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So that's what I'm looking for. So, uh, that's the first time I've seen the connection between that experience and then the hyper cold and the hyper hot, uh, in the sense that, uh, when you get that, that perfect medium, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, that, I don't know, like Matt, have, have you had any experience with that? It, to me, it seems intuitive that that would be the next step. No, I haven't, but that, I'm not sure it appeals to me in the same way. Um, I think I'm just going off of my own opinion about it. It's to me that comes like I would use a sensory deprivation tank to tune out everything and spend time in my thoughts because there's no distractions. You don't feel anything. You feel like you're floating. It's the perfect time to meditate, right? I don't feel like I need any more time with that. I have plenty of that. I get it in the ice. I get it in the sauna and I get it all throughout the day. So, but I'm here and, and, and I'm just going to change or, or provide my own language because I think with especially something like this, it's the language is key. Um, a, a lot of people will say doing something like that is tuning out. Again, I'd argue it's the opposite. No, it's, it's, you're actually it's, tuning in, yeah. in in a more in a more honest way with the reality of who and what you are. And it's not just being alone with your thoughts, uh, because that just means that the cognitive experience is the end all be all. Uh, but your feelings, your emotions, your physicality, uh, your spirituality, your sexuality, all of these different potentials uh, that are alive and buzzing, some much more um, apparent and, and, and others much more dormant. Um, look, that could be just as healing physically for your own physiology than maybe the heat or cold. I don't know because I haven't researched these things, but sure. uh, there might be a lot more to it than this uh, more traditional sense in, in the Western context of like being with your thoughts. You know, it's a, it, well, I will say this. I, I looked into it a bit. I looked in to see if there were some places locally that, that have a tank that I can go try out. And there are float tanks around. Um, and then I looked into um, what it would take to get my own in the house. <laughs> it's and insane. that is not like yeah, that, it was from what I saw, it was like 22 grand to anywhere up to like, yeah, 50, I always saw 50 yeah. grand. Yeah. Cause yeah, like Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan right. has one in his podcasting compound. Right. Wait, Matt, 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 I thought you were Grammy nominated though. Oh snap. So that, yeah. If you I, sell the Grammy nomination, you can get one. Right. I just, Tell Jordan, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, it just doesn't appeal to me in the same way. May, I'm not saying I, I will, I will totally try it. If given the opportunity, I will go do that in a heartbeat and be completely open-minded to it and excited to try it. It's just not a, a, a thing that I want to kind of go out of my way to do right now because the things that I have are right here and they're working really well for those same reasons of helping me get back to center, helping me get in touch with my mind and my body and every aspect of what I'm feeling. I mean, the meditative, when you meditate, 
especially for people that are just starting off, one of the one of the practices is starting with your toes and f- starting to feel your your toes and then feel your feet and feel try to feel and and get in touch with every part of your body. When you go into an ice barrel or a sauna, you are really feeling every part of you and the ability to then get in touch with what parts are are hurting, what parts feel good, what parts are experiencing whatever feeling it is, you know, for for whatever the modality is, like it it gets you in touch with your body and then with your mind because if something does hurt, your initial response is fight or flight. Like, ow, this hurts. I want to get away from it. But wait a minute. Is it a hurt that I need to get away from? Is it a hurt that I can withstand? Is it something I can put my body through and I'm not going to die or have any sort of permanent damage? And if so, it's worth doing because you're making it stronger. And every time you do it, you're going to feel the hurt less and less. And you're going to become physically hardened in a good way and mentally tougher to know what your boundaries are. You know, so I don't know if that it, it, I don't think. Well, I don't know. Maybe you experience those same exact things in a sensory deprivation tank, but I like the fact that there is true sensory uh, exposure in these other scenarios. Like you are feeling every bit of what's there. Yeah, you know? look, I, I don't know because I haven't experienced that either. Uh, so it would be ignorant for me to assume, but it just, I never made the connection. That's the, the reason why I, I brought it up because it seems like this thing that would be uh, sitting right in the center between these two other modalities. Yeah. I, have you done it, Justin? No, no, no. But I wanted to bring up a point. I feel like we're saying a lot about being alone with your thoughts in the, in the float tank, which is the sensory deprivation tank. I mean, cause you, you literally from, from all the accounts that I hear it's because of the, the way that they heat up the water and think they put the salts in it and all these other kind of things. It's like, you feel like salt, you're just floating. Yeah. 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 So you're just like floating and it's, and it's pitch black and there's nothing in there. And I think we keep saying that like you're alone with your thoughts, but I think the goal of getting into a flow tank, that meditative state is to really quiet all of the noise. And I find it interesting because me personally, and Matt, you know, you can answer this one as well, but when I get in my sauna, I typically have my phone with me and I'm, I'm, usually doing something at the same time. Uh, recently, I was, I was reading some research papers or I'm playing music or I was watching fights. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff at the same time and I'm not really tapping into this uh, meditative state while I'm in there. And this is something that I did actually see a post recently about doing this breath work and kind of losing yourself while sitting in the heat. And, I, and this is something you can do in the cold as well. But I do feel like for most people, spending an hour in the flow tank, uh, from the recounts that I've heard, is the the quietest they can get themselves and their thoughts to be. Yeah. Although I've also heard, and I forget who this was, it might have been Joe Rogan, it could have been someone else, that they put like a recorder on the wall. I actually think this was Joe. He would say something like he'd go for like a run, and then he would get in the flow tank, and he would have a recorder on the wall, and he would think about comedy routines. And when he thought about it, because he couldn't write it down, he would just start yelling out and letting a dictator or, you know, letting, letting this thing record for him, which I think is a really interesting take as well. But that's no different than the times that I've often had like really productive, uh, creative breakthroughs or insights, uh, whether I'm going to give a speech or when I was going to pitch ring of honor for a job, um, or 
maybe it's something drum related. Um, it's when you're in that more relaxed state. It's when I'm taking a walk. It's when I'm in the shower. And the, the, the state of relaxation makes you more open to insight and more open to creativity. It, it, it flows out of you because you're not so distracted by um, uh, watching TV or, or uh, playing a game on your phone or, or whatever else it might be. And I think yeah. the, float take, the float tank is, um, is that similar experience just uh, like on steroids in a sense. I definitely want to, I, I would love to try it and, and see what that's like. But I will say it to, you know, what you're talking about, Justin, it really depends on my mood when I go in the sauna, because there's plenty of times where I'll go in and I put my phone outside and I just focus on, you know, breathing, different breathing routines. Um, and that's incredibly relaxing, especially when it's not overbearing yet with the heat. You know, where it's not like, and in some ways, I mean, it's even more important to breathe at those moments. You know, it definitely is to really continue to calm yourself and, and so on. But the point I'm getting to is this, uh, you can certainly do that. Like you should try it. The next time you go in your sauna, you shouldn't bring anything in with you and just focus on some, some very specific breathing routines and see how it goes. The ice barrel, when you first get in, it's challenging because you have to learn how to adjust calmly to it. But once you're in, it is an incredibly relaxing experience to your point. That's where I've been having a lot of my ideas lately, because once I get in and I get past the first minute or two, then it's, you're there and you can't, I'm not, my hands are, everything is in the barrel, you know, except from the top of my head, everything's in there. And I'm just, I'm with myself and I'm, I'm feeling what I'm feeling and I'm tapping into a different realm of, of my mind. You know, it's hard to explain without doing it, but it's a similar thing to, I guess, what you're describing that you might achieve in a sensory deprivation tank. When you're in that ice, it seems like at first it would be really hard, but once you start getting, getting more experience with it, you can use it as a, I mean, it's so relaxing. It does feel cold, but it's like a good cold, and, it, and it, you can just lose yourself in it. You just got to be careful not to stay in too long because it can be dangerous, and that's the only reason why you don't stay in for too long, you know, because but you can. Both, both the heat, you know, and the ice, you know. Yeah. But but these have been therapeutic modalities for for so long, but it's well, but I think we're we're now finally bringing them to light, which is which is awesome. And look at sweat lodges. You know, like the, like the Indians would, would utilize, like they're using sweat lodges to bring upon hallucinations because that, that can be what happens when you're exposed to extreme heat. I mean, that's, I've never done one. I would imagine it's way hotter than the sauna because you're in there with more people. You're dealing with a lot more steam. It's, it's an incredibly, from what I hear, um, challenging and psychedelic experience. And oftentimes psychedelics are involved in those sweat lodges. Um, but it's used to, to have breakthroughs and to go to another place, you know, in, in your mind. And that's definitely the kind of stuff that I'm trying to tap into. Of course, there's definitely days where I have a phone call in the sauna or I'm listening to a podcast or I'm reading something, but ideally I'd like to always be able to tap into, you know, that space. It's, it's hard. I want to get it. I want to see how how hot I can get it, 
you know, I'd like to get it to like to the 200 degree mark and see if I can be in there for, you know, 30 minutes to 40 minutes at a time and see what happens to me mentally in that moment because of it. It's a challenge. But I'm, but I guess I'm curious if, if from the studies we're seeing that like 180 mark, 180 degrees for 20 minutes, five times a day seems like the like perfect dose. Five times a week. Five times a week. Yeah, yeah. If that seems yeah. like the perfect dose, uh, I guess uh, I would I would err on the side of redlining it once in a while is okay as long as it's not detrimental and you can't come back the next day. Because I think of there's a an, a brilliant coach, Trisar Jim in Montreal. Uh, uh, for us a hobby and he talks about like instead of always blowing out your one rep max why don't you go to like 72 percent and then you can come back day after day after day and instead of getting in say five reps or one rep for the one rep max you can maybe do 10 reps or five reps every single day and always be ready to come back to it like well, is right. this something maybe you would work your way up to like a once in a blue moon i push it as long as you don't push it. And then like, I'll give a great example. I did 45 minutes and, and my sauna is an infrared sauna versus yours is a rock sauna. So slightly different, uh, for, for many different reasons, but we won't get into it. But, but I sat on Sunday, maybe a little too long. I hadn't eaten anything, kind of the same thing that you and I had discussed. And I was kind of shot for the rest of the day, unfortunately. And it was tough. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. So I kind of learned from my mistake. Yes, Jordan. Um, just, He's just, Listen, he's just showing us. Yeah. I'm showing yeah. interest. I'm, I was sure. tired of nodding my head and just figured I'd lean. He's leaning nice. in. Yeah, for anyone who wants to see Jordan really lean into the conversation, youtube.com backslash chocolate croissants. Do we really uh, have to say backslash at this you point? Never you it's never know. You never know. What if you slash the other way? Here's the thing, though. That's if you go on a laptop. Most just do it on their phone. So I think you just got to search chocolate croissants podcast in sure. the uh, YouTube app. Sure. Matt. So, um, I've been doing, I've been doing that to like what you're talking about. I've, that, that's what I've been doing with the ice. It, you know, most of my soaks are probably comfortable. I shouldn't say comfortably, but like that 73% you're talking about mm. that that coach is talking about is at probably, you know, around 40 degrees, let's call it between 40 and 45 degrees. It's cold, but I can withstand it for a good amount of time and I can do it every day and it's not going to make me shot. When you get into the thirties, that's when it becomes a, a, a red line experience and colder than that. It's, it's tough. Same thing with the heat. 180 to 185 Six, is, is where, yeah, is where this sits now is where I get it with, you know, with pouring, especially when I pour water on, on the, on the rocks and it gets it really hot. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, that kind of heat almost feels like a fire right in front of you. It's pretty intense. Um, Where's your timing coming from of like, I I've heard you tell me a few times or you've talked about you, you sit for pretty long bouts in the ice. And I was watching uh, someone else the other day, get into an ice bath and they were like, yeah, sweet spot was like two, two and a half minutes after that. It's like, you know, you're losing the sweet spot. So and I've seen you sit for much longer. Where, where's that coming from? It's just what feels right to me, like what feels good. Um, I, I'm not pushing myself to a point of where I'm exhausting it by any means. I think it, I enjoy it at that point, and I feel the, I feel the effects. Yeah, you have to remember too. There's a lot of people that are out there that are talking about this stuff now that have to 
rightfully so, be very careful in what information they're putting out there. Right. You know, in my private conversations with people who are experienced with this, um, they talk about spending similar amounts of time in these in these situations that I am. Right. But when you're posting about it, when you're talking about it, it, you have to be very careful. Now, that's not to say that you can't have the effects in 90 seconds or you know 60 seconds. You totally can. Um, but you do get to a point where you can withstand more and it feels good to do so. So why not do it? It's not detrimental. It's still very beneficial. And if you can do longer, then do longer. Um, but that being said, I, I have kind of nailed down a routine for myself that I've been following. And it's, it's basically 10 minutes, 10 minutes soak in the ice. And then I'll do 30 minutes in the sauna and then I'll come out and I'll do another like maybe maximum five minutes in the ice. And then I'll do another 30 minutes in the sauna and I'll end it with like two minutes in the ice. That's it. And I mean, this requires this, also this is the, from you experimenting a bit, because I think for, for everyone, it's going to be a little different. And I think that totally. the, the outcome you're looking for is a little different. I think like you specifically, this might not be like uh, as, as much. Uh, and I know this is part of it, but like therapeutic for your body. But this is also very therapeutic for you kind of callousing your mind to think right. a certain way. Right. And I'm not look, this is just what I came up with. I didn't get that right. from anywhere. I'm just I'm going right. off of. Yeah, and I'm also going off of a bunch of different routines that I've seen and trying to hone one for myself. I, I tried another one the other day where it was a 60-minute sauna soak, mm. mm -hmm. but every 10 minutes, I would get out and I would plunge in the ice for like 60 seconds. So every 10 minutes, I take a minute in the ice and I come back for another 10 minutes. And I've, I like that, but I found that it wasn't, you know, like when you sit in the sauna it takes a certain amount of time to really hit that particular po point where you start. I don't know if you know, if you get this too, but there's a moment when I'm like, there it is. And you're pouring sweat. Oh yeah. And it feels, it's like a good feeling, but you've reached that point where it's like your body has hit that, like that perfect point where now it's flowing and now you're really like ripping, you know? I, love, so, I, stand, I stand up and I do a little this, I like dangle my hands down and I just, I see beads of sweat falling off my fingertips. And I'm like, wow, like what a gift this is. Yeah. And that's, a, it, it, it's a, it, it is a sense of gratitude you feel when you reach that point because you feel like you're really doing something good for yourself and you physically can feel it mentally and, and with your body. But you, uh, the point I was making is you don't really get there when you're plunging in the, in the ice every 10 minutes. So I, I like doing longer um, heat soaks with, you know, spaced out ice in between, but it's, it's ice, heat, ice, heat. And then I end in the ice and then I come out of the, the ice and I let my body just warm up naturally, you know, just get working the way it should. Have you done um, this naked yet? Ooh, uh, no. I'm interested now. I feel like I that would be a whole new experience. And, and, uh, I feel like this could be a, is this a thing you could do on your uh, desk? Probably late at night, but I have neighbors all around me, so it probably wouldn't be a good idea. But I'm, you know, I'm wearing a bathing suit, so right. it's like right. almost there. I don't know, but you know what's been cool? Natalie's getting addicted to it, mm. which is like she'll she'll be like, "Hey, are you gonna get in the ice today? Can we time it around a workout?" Ooh. You know, like she's getting into it, and this is this is something I wanted to bring up. 
you know, not only now that she's done it a couple of times, is she starting to really like it? And it's becoming a thing that it's kind of like getting, you know, getting her it's hooks in her. But think about how many times we've talked about these, these practices in the past bunch of months. And I think about conversations I've had with other friends of mine <clears throat> asking me about this. I went, I was somewhere today where literally like they're, that's all they're talking about with me. Hey, I saw your Instagram and you're in the ice. What's that about? Mm. And I'm teaching master classes for, with drum students and they're going, yo, can you talk about the ice? Like, what's up with that? Tell us about it. There's, there is some sort of, um, primal yeah, I was gonna say interest, prim- primal interest or mm-hmm. instinct that pulls people towards these kinds of things where initially the response is, Oh my God, I could never do that. But then you know, that was, that was my wife's response initially. Wow. I, I'm not doing that shit. No fucking way. You know? And then I said for your birthday or for, I'm sorry, for my birthday, one of my presents is I want you to do an ice and a sauna soak with me and you can do it for even 30 seconds, but I just want you to try it. And then that's what we did. And then now it's something that she's like, wow, that actually makes me feel really good. Mm. I want to do it more. So, why are people so interested in it? I think it is a primitive thing. And I guess the more that the, if someone's willing to try this, even with just a cold shower, I think they would realize the benefits of it pretty quickly and you'll get hooked. It's easy to get hooked. I mean, think about you now in the sauna, Justin, like, isn't it something you look forward to every oh, day, pretty much? And, and look, and, 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 you know, for me, it started with, it's something I always wanted. Right. And this is another like quote unquote gift of the pandemic. It was something I always wanted. And I talked about it and, and I thought maybe one day it would become a reality. Uh, but I still just thought it was a, a thought I would go to the gym and pay the, the fee to go to the gym monthly. And I would use the sauna. And that was like the primary focus because we we've, you know, for a long time had a, a home gym. So it wasn't as much of a necessity to go to the gym to use what they had their equipment wise, but they did have a sauna. And then I had a, a muscle strain a few weeks to maybe now airing on like six, seven weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And with that muscle strain, I really just kicked it into high gear. And I said, you know what? I think the therapeutic benefits of the heat would really make a difference because I found that when I, I would get in the shower and I would just want to lay on the ground and have the heat hit the muscle. And when I got out, it was so much more loose. And I was like, all right, I have to give myself, you know, I've got to get the gift of heat. I've got to give that to this muscle. And so I did some research and I took a shot on the sauna that I found. And then I couldn't just stop talking about how I was so still like in awe of the fact that like, what a gift I, I, I got this thing for myself. And this is something we were talking about earlier in the conversation, you know, kind of just like that, that realization. And I was doing this, this investment in myself, investment in, in healing, and then kind of, you know, preventing anything further, always having this here. And it's great, Matt, to your point, uh, one, you're always looking forward to it. Two, I sleep better when I do it. Three, that great sweat always makes me feel so much better. And then four, the, the, one of the biggest ones is that I see Carly. Carly goes out and, and was, is training you know, five or six days a week in the gym. And then I'll also say, you know, we'll have that conversation like you and Natalie. We'll say like, hey, you want to go sit in the sauna? And it's like, yeah, and we sit next to each other. And it's funny because like, it's great. We talk about things like I sweat really quickly. And I think Matt, you do too. Yeah. And it takes Carly a little bit longer, but when she starts getting the beads bubbling up and they start falling off, it's like, oh yeah, now you know it's getting good for everyone. Cause now we're, we're just letting it all, you know, all of it's coming out and you just yeah. you feel, you feel so good. I want Jordan to do it. Like, I don't know if you've, have you ever 
really sat in the sauna for a therapeutic reason. JCC? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah it's been a very long time, and, and the health benefits were uh, the least of my interest in doing right. so. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. ever, did you guys listen to the the podcast Tim Ferriss and Rick Rubin where they did the contrast yep. therapy? Yep, yep. They and they had to get time. like the, the microphone. Get, was, yeah, the microphone kept trying to like overheat on them. Yeah. I, I would be uh, as long as everyone felt safe, you know, in this pandemic. Uh, if the three of us were to get together, I would find it really interesting. This, this was kind of the two push I wanted to make. Uh, one, I think it'd be awesome if we if we were to do a podcast like that. Uh, and two, I think if we can find a place where we can safely do float tanks, I think we should go and, and all at least have a, a round table about our experience because something yeah. none of us have experienced, I think we should go experience together. That would yeah. be very cool. Yeah, I'd definitely be into that. If we can find a spot that's local enough. And I, I like I said, I, I'll look again, but there's definitely some places. But they're in, they're in the area for sure. Yeah, that would be great to try. And I agree. I mean, I, I think it would be a very, um, a very fun experience. But I would also want you guys to, I mean, one, it would be good to, for you guys to have your own practice a little bit with one of those two modalities, right? You know, like Jordan take some cold showers before you're going to come over and jump in the ice while we're trying to do a podcast. And, you know, if you can pop over here, pop over to Justin's and get in the sauna for a couple of times first, just so you can get used to it and know what to expect, because it, it, it is no joke. It's not like, it, you know, I think Tim Ferriss and obviously Rick Rubin have some serious experience going into those things. I think we should have a, you know, all of us should have a little bit more experience because it, we don't want to have a podcast where, and I'm only singling you out, Jordan, just because you you don't do these things every day where you're not prepared for it and it doesn't have a good effect because that, yeah, that's yeah. another reality. Oh, George, my yeah, dog's sending the goes. clowns. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? So but let's do that for sure if we can. But yeah. let's like practice first. For yeah, sure. we'll, we'll plan it. Yeah, I think look, I think it's important to have a baseline going into these things. At the same time, I also think kind of uh, you got to start somewhere. You know, so so instead of doing so so much exposure, you could get in and get right out. Yeah, I want to ask Jordan something. I want to I want to ask you. You've been sitting here listening to me and Justin talk about these things. I actually Googled uh, VH1 Love and Hip Hop as you were talking about these. <laughs> all things. right, well that answers my question. But but right. I mean, in all seriousness, does is any of this enticing to you, or or like are you interested in actually trying these things? Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, I think it would be a worthwhile experience for many different reasons, uh, most notably for my own health and just the exploration of the potential of, uh, my body and, 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 and its health. Um, I also think if we record something like this, it could be highly entertaining. Uh, what I, we have to do it at this point. So, so basically I need to like try the sauna beforehand and do some cold showers because, uh, I don't like the times in which we've like publicly said, Hey, this would be a great idea. And yeah, we're going to do it. And then we don't. So like, we have to actually do this now. Okay. okay. So let's make a plan and we'll do it. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, you, we'll, we'll talk the three of us and Jordan will help you kind of get, get your toes wet. So Ooh. to speak. Nice. So, so I do want to say, um, I've never seen it, and I'm not even quite sure what it's about, but Love and Hip Hop on VH1, uh, it debuted on March 6th, 2011, 
Uh, and it says final episode date. So I don't know if that's like the most recent season finale or just the entire series finale uh, was March 9th, 2020. They really kind of bowed out uh, right before the pandemic hit. Does it say what time it, uh, it aired? Um, no, well, I mean, even we were supposed to have an interview today. And, and as you know, Justin, like there's different time zones. Right. So we learned that the hard way. It's okay. No judgment. So so to speak. No, of course not. Um, So, well, well, I'll look that up too in my own time. But hey, we should wrap up. Um, So, Jordan, thanks for letting Justin and I nerd out on this stuff. But but let's do this. Let's do this thing and let's get you uh, acclimated a little bit. Okay. So, so hot shower and then 30 seconds cold and then back warm again and then 30 seconds cold and back warm again. I'll call you. We'll talk about it. Oh, no, I listened to you. uh, Real quick, plug that podcast you did, the uh, the two guys and the gent drummer. Uh, that that was like a really good podcast. I, I texted you to say like, hey, good job. Hey, I Me appreciate too. it. What what you shared about uh, Justin and I. Um, but it was a, it was a well. Uh, I don't know. You're Justin mentioned earlier, Matt, about I guess the the ways he's seen you grow or mature or evolve. And me listening to that conversation and even the one that you did with uh, Finn McKenty on the Punk Rock NBA a few months ago, uh, I noticed it too. Uh, you have both um, just matured as a human being, but you're also able to, to talk about it and articulate your experiences in impressive ways. And I think uh, if anyone is, is listening at this point in this episode, then it would be well worth your time to listen to the conversation that Matt's about to plug. Uh, well, so that, thank you. That was on the Everyman podcast, it's called. Uh, and then obviously the Punk Rock NBA podcast, if you want to check that out. Both were completely different conversations, for sure. Uh, one's like business advice, I guess, and life advice. And one's just catching up with a friend, uh, an old student and friend of mine. Uh, and but, a football player. And fo- yeah, and, and and football player. And uh that was a that was a really that was an enjoyable conversation for sure, and I'm glad you guys liked it. I spoke from the heart, and I said you know whatever whatever came to me naturally. But going back to what you should start with, if anybody's listening and also wants to join Jordan on his journey of getting involved in cold showers, just take a normal shower, and at the end you gradually go from hot to warm and get comfortable with the warm temperature and then go from warm to lukewarm, lukewarm to kind of coldish and like, don't rush it, sit with it at those temperatures and let your body adjust and breathe calmly and focus your mind on the fact that it's going to get colder and you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And then as you get a little bit colder and colder, eventually you'll turn it all the way cold. And when it gets to that point, breathe naturally, breathe calmly, don't hyperventilate, try to move your body and and try to pay attention to whether your body's tensed. Like if you're like this, try not to be, try to relax in every way. Let yourself know it's going to be fine. And then, you know, if you can do 30 seconds to a minute of that for a good week or two, then that's great. And then you'll feel comfortable gradually increasing the amount of time to the point where if you get to, if you get to a point where it's like, you can do a hot shower all the way cold back to hot all the way cold and you're doing your own contrast therapy in the shower. The next thing to try would be get in the shower when it's cold, literally just turn it on as cold as you can and get in. 
and see how long it takes you to adjust. And that, that would be like, you know, the, the, a huge step in this, but, um, you got to listen to your body too. And just remember the focus is to be calm and centered and to almost meditate with it and know what you're putting yourself through. Yeah, Benny Greb did a really good job on the episode that we had with him a few months ago of unlocking that insight for me and truly understanding that that is the point of these experiences. Yes, it, it, it truly is. It's, it's finding calm in chaos. You know, that's, a, that's, a, that's one way to describe it. Uh, and last thing I'll say is that, you know, you don't want to be looking at a timer necessarily. So what I would do is, Kind of you sing Lizzo. I, you sing Lizzo. I sing, I sing Lizzo. Right. Once I get to that point where I'm feeling comfortable and I'm where my breathing needs to be, I would sing a melody in my head. You know. Can we hear a little? Can we? Can we hear? Yeah. Yeah. Please let me hear them. Uh, Actually, I'm closing my eyes for anyone who's watching this. And I'm I would just. Humming, I don't even. I would just I'm sing the melodies in the shower. Going no, just, shut the fuck up. Sam. Just do it. Yeah. I would just go. Right, just sing that chorus over and over. Why'd you stop? Because I don't need to say everybody's heard that fucking song. But you know what else you should do? And this is a Wim Hof thing is like, if you're feeling it, you should dance, like bob your head. That's that's real control, real relaxation in the cold, obviously being careful in the shower, but like. Move your body and like, but that, feel... yeah, that's opening up and inviting the experience. Right. Exactly. So, and when I started getting really into it, doing like 10 minute cold showers, I would put on, you know, either an album that I like and listen to five songs that would add up to 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever it is. And, you know, you can, you can jam in there and, and that's how you know that you're able to, uh, to enjoy it because you're no longer stressed in the same way by it, you know, it's stressful, but you can, you can manage it and then you can enjoy yourself too. Yeah. So. You did a good job. I feel like more excited about trying it now. It's fun. It is. A, it can be fun if you aren't afraid of it and you know, and you get acclimated to it. I always found that like, I like just the, the therapeutic meditation of just counting the numbers. I gave myself a 30 second count and I just like kind of zone out and try to just be like, I'm present here. But it is what it is, and I'm fine. It's yeah. you know, and it might suck for a little bit at first until you get acclimated to it. But you get, I mean, like anything with time, you get used to it. Totally. Yeah, you will. And Jordan, then you'll- I, Jordan loves to take baths. I could see you just turning the cold water on and just getting in the bathtub after you try the shower. All right. You'll get to that point. All you right. Will. You'll get to that point when you, when you can do a 10 minute cold shower. You'll wanna you'll wanna take it to the next level, and that's when you get the ice going you know because then it really drops the temperature then you start to feel what it's what it's like but all right we're gonna make this shit happen facebook.com slash group slash chocolate croissants it is a facebook group we are on youtube you may be listening to us right now on spotify on apple Podcasts, on google Podcasts, on stitcher on podbean but you can also see the faces of myself justin and matthew youtube.com slash chocolate croissants or search Chocolate Croissants podcast on your YouTube app. Hey, if you're on YouTube, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button. Wow. Wow. Uh, But for real, uh, if you can subscribe, we'd really appreciate it, quite frankly. Uh, That is it. 
if, if actually here, uh, uh, we don't know. It's kind of a cliffhanger of sorts. Uh, VH1, Love and Hip Hop. Is it just the season finale or is it the series finale? If you know, please quote sound off in the YouTube comments uh, this upcoming week. I will look forward to uh, the perhaps one person, likely Kevin the drummer, being the one to do that. Uh, thank you so much for giving us your time. Thank you so much for giving us your attention. Uh, we hope you are well wherever you are in the world. Uh, please be kind to yourself. I really enjoy taking these, um, these bells and just throwing them across the room. Uh, we will see you next week for another episode of the Chocolate Croissants podcast, and we'll see you right now in real time in the Facebook group. Okay, goodbye, and bye-bye.